Hello, welcome to Warhorn Media's podcast of Out of Our Minds blog posts. This is episode 65. It's titled, Sheep May Safely Graze. It's third in a series. It's by Tim Bailey. I'm also your reader. And the date of the post is February 2, 2023. Previously, I stated our thesis, quote, Today's fathers and mothers need shepherds every bit as much as the fathers and mothers gathered around our Lord when he pitied them for their lack of shepherds and taught them, unquote. Note that well. Jesus looked out over all the fathers and mothers who were, quote, harassed and helpless, unquote, and he taught them. Mature adults need the protection of shepherds the feeding of pastors. Much of the four gospel accounts of our Lord's ministry is simply recounting how and what he taught them. Out in the valleys and hills of Galilee and on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, he fed them parables, many warnings, the Sermon on the Mount, and yes, food, food, bread and fish. Pulpiteers, hadn't taken over the church's preaching and teaching yet, so the fair was forthright and personal. After all, the backbone of his troop of disciples was fishermen. The highly educated religious leaders of the time referred to them later and dismissively as, quote, unschooled ordinary men, unquote. Jesus kept his feeding basic and aimed it at the conscience of the sheep. Warning, encouraging, rebuking, and warning them. He never stopped calling them to embrace the kingdom of God through repentance and faith. In our day, when nationalistic fervor brewed by heated eschatology has taken over much of the church in North America, justifying itself by pointing to the kingdom of God, we must be careful here. Jesus didn't bring in his kingdom by growing a beard, smoking cigars, drinking bourbon, and throwing out streams of provocations eliciting jeers and cheers from his acolytes. Jesus did not train his twelve to be provocateurs, calling the rabble to rouse and kick out the tyrants. Jesus preached the kingdom of God, and his method was directly opposite to the utopian millenarians who have been preaching their political revolutions for two millennia now. All of them, of course, doing so while declaring to their fellow pitchfork rebels that it is Christ's kingdom that they are bringing in. Never forget that Jesus' preaching didn't rouse his followers to march on Herod or the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. It was his followers' consciences Jesus awakened, 
and the fruit of their repentance and faith he sought. Yes, he was king of the Jews. He admitted as much to Pilate, but then said, quote, my kingdom is not of this world, unquote. Some of the present-day millenarians try to sidestep this by claiming Jesus simply meant his kingdom didn't originate here on earth, that it wasn't given to him by, quote, this world, unquote. But when we add in all the other evidence of Jesus' rejection of worldly power, including telling Peter to put up his sword, reminding his disciples of the armies of heaven he could have called down, and paying his tax from money pulled from the mouth of a fish. It becomes humorous listening to the millenarians' attempts to maintain the opposite. They preach to their followers that Jesus' kingdom is of this world, that it just doesn't come from this world. Ideologues twist scripture. It's always been so, and correcting their lies is a never-ending work. Still, when so many of our millenarian brothers are promoting this dishonest explanation of Jesus' words in service to their own worldly aspirations, let us submit ourselves to that great Reformed exegete, John Calvin. He says this about Jesus' words to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world, quote, by these words... Jesus declares that there is no disagreement between his kingdom and political government or order. As if he had said, quote, I am falsely accused as if I had attempted to produce a disturbance or to make a revolution in public affairs. I have preached about the kingdom of God, but that is spiritual, and therefore you have no right to suspect me of aspiring to kingly power, unquote. Calvin continues, quote, This defense was made by Christ before Pilate, but the same doctrine is useful to believers to the end of the world. For if the kingdom of Christ were earthly, it would be frail and changeable, because the fashion of this world passes away, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 31. The kingdom of Christ in which we ought to seek tranquility is separated from the world. Unquote. Again, this is John Calvin's commentary. Away then, with all those taking the name of Jesus in vain as they hunger and thirst for political power. We too grieve over the state of rulers and authority today. We too grieve over the moral dissolution taking the Western world by storm, but more our own beloved United States of America. We, too, see all the lies and oppression and bloodshed. We, too, fight against them. But we do not fight against the evil by preaching the millenarianism that is a steady stream through the 20 centuries since our Lord denied his kingdom was of this world. Our Lord, who instead planted his church, promising that the gates of hell would not prevail against her. However, since Jesus didn't call down his 10,000 angels, was he powerless? Did having no worldly, earthly aspirations leave him no threat to the rulers? Not at all. In fact, the proof of the power of his preaching 
was the religio-political leaders consistently opposing him, then plotting against him, and finally murdering him. Awakening of consciences, followed by repentance and faith, was a much greater threat to the authorities than the constant stream of zealots trying to scare up rebellions against Rome's tyrannies. The preaching of repentance and faith in the name of Jesus has always been the divine conspiracy that shakes the pillars of earthly power, that demonstrates the mighty power of God, and that actually brings in the kingdom of God. Our Lord didn't call for rebellion against the authorities of the time. He did something much more dangerous. He fed the sheep so they were awakened to the state of their own souls, thus leading them into the green pastures and still waters of the kingdom of God. And the door to our good shepherd's green pastures and still waters has always been repentance and faith in the precious blood of God's own spotless lamb. Thank you for listening. Do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast to tell your friends they can now subscribe to audio recordings of War Home Posts. We depend on you as our only marketing. Until our next post, stay warm, devote yourself to loving your neighbor, and love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. This is Tim Bailey saying thank you for giving us a listen. Goodbye. Pursues the poor by his own plots, Lord, let him be surprised. Rise up, O oh Lord.